Welcome to the Fran Park Center for Faith and Life here in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is our Out of the Park podcast series. Today we welcome Dr. Lorraine Brew, guest artist in residence at Pinnacle Presbyterian Church as organist and choral director. Lorraine is a retired professor of music from Valparaiso University in Indiana, where she currently serves as adjunct professor of theology. Welcome again, Lorraine. This third session will treat Hispanic and Asian song. If in African song, which we looked at in the previous session, rhythm was the organizing principle, which it is, in Hispanic song, rhythm is also organizing principle. However, it's a different way of expressing it. In Hispanic music, we call the idea of the rhythm and the percussion layered percussion. So in Hispanic song, we're using a variety of different percussive instruments like conga drums, but also things like shakers and gourds and other things that make different kinds of sounds. And then to layer them into an effect that neither anyone dominates, nor are they all playing at the same time. So you are creating this background layer of rhythm that undergirds the song. It's important to have those rhythms and micro rhythms underneath the singing uh, because a common problem in singing these songs is that we tend to sing them too quickly because the harmonic rhythm is moving slowly and Westerners are used to having the harmony move forward quickly. This first example is called Miren Que Bueno, and it's a psalm setting of when brothers and sisters live together in unity. And I think you'll hear this idea of the layered percussion. Another example of Hispanic song and also um, a psalm setting is the anthem Todos los Pueblos. And here you will hear the choir 
taking up these intricate little rhythms as a way of moving the song forward and also returning to a common refrain that brings them all back together. than Hispanic or African song is Asian song. And now we're entering into a territory for which for most Western musicians, this is really unusual and unfamiliar territory. I'm going to talk a little bit first about the texts in Asian song and uh, just let us think a little bit about how different the descriptions of the way we live are. So this is a song from the Philippines, and I'm just going to read you a couple of lines from the opening of the hymn. Lord, your hands have formed this land. Every part is shaped by you. Like a mat, you roll out land, space to build for us and you. At night, most of us don't roll out our mat when we go to bed. But in Asia, that is a common way to prepare your sleeping area. And so to think about the way that um, an Asian 
woman might roll out her mat in the evening in order to prepare for bed. The idea here is that God's actions in forming creation were like rolling out a mat. So interesting, I think, is this idea that from a cultural pattern that is different from our own, we can see a beautiful image of how God works in creation. In concluding, in looking over all of these forms of musics, and in thinking about why we want to introduce some of this global music into our own worshiping communities, um, I want to give several reasons and then um, quote from a theologian that I have a, a lot of respect for. First of all, uh, at kind of at a most superficial level, global music adds variety and diversity in our worship. It's sometimes unfamiliar, it sometimes adds new energy into our singing, it adds new instruments into our playing, and can be an exciting new adventure for a congregation. Um, going one level deeper than that, I, I think it opens us to the idea that there is a broader palette of ways to pray and to sing to God than we currently know. We tend to uh, like what we know and know what we like. And when we open ourselves to this greater diversity, we can see that there is a more complex understanding of how others relate to God as that example of rolling out the mat um, that I just mentioned does. In this way, we see a God who is broader than any of our individual perspectives. And that gives us a view of community in Christ across cultural and political barriers. And I think while this is certainly uh, what happens when we encounter these differences, it isn't something that we um, make happen, but it just happens by the result of singing. So we can see perhaps in these expressions that all of us are interrelated through a God whom we all claim. So in this diversity, I would suggest that there is perhaps a unity even beyond the diversity. And I'd like to quote uh, Father Richard Rohr as I close. He is a Franciscan priest and theologian and uh, lover of diversity in all of creation. And I'm going to read a little bit about what he says about creation and then relate it to music. He says, God clearly loves diversity. All we need to do is look at the animal world, or the world under the sea, or each human being. Who of us looks exactly alike? We are always different. Is there any evidence to show where, in all creation, that God prefers uniformity? But we consistently confuse uniformity with spiritual unity. The mystery that we're talking about is revealed in the Trinity. The three are maintained as diverse, different, and distinct, yet they are radically one. Most of us don't easily know how to be both diverse and united. We tend to want to make everybody the same. But in this presence of the Trinitarian God, God totally lets go of boundaries for the sake of the other. Each accepts full acceptance by the other. 
So I would just conclude that by participating in music of others, music that is diverse and other to any of us, we could participate in a greater reality and relationship with God. Thank you. Thank you.